Good morning, Transformation Radio listeners, and welcome to your Monday edition of Transformation Radio. Song, scripture, and a devotion today by Pastor Greg Delaney to get your day going. First up, David Crowley.
And our reading from the New Testament today comes from Acts 28, verses 1 through 31. Once we, Luke, Paul, and his companions, were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. The people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake, driven out by the heat, bit him on the hand. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, A murderer, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided he was a god. Near the shore where we landed was an estate belonging to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days. As it happened, Publius's father was ill with fever and dysentery. Paul went in and prayed for him and laid hands on him, and he healed him. Then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. As a result, we were showered with honors, and when the time came to sail, people supplied us with everything we would need for our trip. It was three months after the shipwreck that we set sail on another ship that had wintered at the island, an Alexandrian ship with the twin gods as its figurehead. Our first stop was Syracuse, where we stayed three days. From there, we sailed across to Regium. A day later, a south wind began blowing, so, we f- so the following day we sailed up the coast of Putielli, where we found some believers, who invited us to spend a week with them, and so we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters in Rome had heard we were coming, and they came to meet us at the Forum on the Appian Way. Others joined us at the three taverns, where Paul saw them. He was encouraged and thanked God. When we arrived in Rome, <clears throat> Paul was permitted to have his own private lodging, but he was guarded by a soldier. Three days after Paul's arrival, he called together the local Jewish leaders. He said to them, Brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Roman government. Even though I had done nothing against our people or the custom of our ancestors, the Romans tried me and wanted to release me because they found no cause for the death sentence. But when the Jewish leaders protested the decision, I felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar, even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people. I ask you to come here today so we could get acquainted and so I could explain to you that I am bound with this chain because I believe that with the hope of Israel, the Messiah has already come. They replied, We have had no letters from Judea or reports against you from anyone who has come here, but we want to hear what you believe. For the only thing we know about this movement is that it is denounced everywhere. So a time was set, and on that day, a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. He explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried to persuade them about Jesus from the scriptures. Using the law of Moses and the books of the prophets, he spoke to them from morning until evening. Some were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this final word from Paul. The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet, Go and say to this people, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, but their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. So I want you to know that this salvation from God has also been offered to the Gentiles, and they will accept it. For the next two years, Paul lived in Rome at his own expense. He welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, and no one tried to stop him. 
Jesus, you're glorious. You are so glorious. With eyes that blaze like burning fire. Jesus, you're glorious. You are so glorious.
morning, man. It's Pastor Delaney. I pray that your day is off to a good start. Um, it's always such a honor for me to get to share with you guys here on Transformation Radio. And uh, part of what I wanted to share today uh, comes from a passage in Luke. It's actually Luke 7. And it's a time when Jesus uh, was out um, among the crowds and and starts here in verse 11. It says this, it says, Not long afterwards, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain. Uh, he had the usual great crowd at his heels. Uh, a funeral procession, procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The boy who had died was the only son of his widowed mother, and many mourners from the village were with her. When the Lord saw her, and this is where I really want you to pay attention in verse 13. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with sympathy. Really listen. The Lord said, don't cry. He walked over to the coffin, touched it, and the bearers stopped. Laddie, he said, come back to life again. The boy sat up and began to talk to those around him, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Jesus did a lot of miraculous things in these big crowd settings where people were following him all the time. But I think the important piece to the puzzle with this is that Jesus saw this procession coming, but more importantly, he saw the pain that was in the eyes and the face of the mom. Uh, Her tears were blurring her vision and you know, she didn't know if she saw Jesus. She didn't reach out to her, to him. Uh, all she did was, you know, she knew that her son was dead and that he needed life and that her life was completely wrecked. Um, now, one thing that we do know about her is we believe that she knew that Jesus was a, a healer and Jesus saw her and saw the situation and saw all the mourners around and felt the crisis and he had compassion so instead of you know us going to the end of the story and I gave you the end of the story let's let's pause there when I mentioned to listen to verse 13 that Jesus had compassion Um, one of the things that's hard for us especially guys like us who have had a long string of not doing great and we start to believe that uh, our lives and our choices and the way that we have behaved and the way that we have hurt and the pain that we've put through the people, put it, the people that really mean the most to us through, that all of that, we sit there and go, how in the world could Jesus, who is so right and so perfect and so sinless, how could he have compassion on me? And what you see in this story is that Jesus, in spite of all the activity, in spite of all of the the, the crowd, in spite of all of the, the pressing in of other people, Jesus paused and had compassion on a situation. And it's the integral part of Jesus's character is his compassion. And so often we don't feel like we deserve much compassion. Um, we don't get much compassion. And sometimes we, we get a lot of uh, punishment, some deserved, most deserved. 
But one thing that we can always lean on is the compassion of Jesus. Um, so what we find ourselves in is sometimes in our own world, we sit there and go, well, I, I really should just pray for my, my brothers. I should pray for my mom because uh, I'm not all that and I've done so much wrong. And, and, and how could anybody have compassion for me? And here's the thing about Jesus. Jesus never ran away from disease. He never ran away from death. He never ran away from another's wretchedness. He never ran away from the the tough sin situations. You know, he didn't run away from the tax collectors who were hated. He didn't run away from lepers who were, you know, uh, reviled. Uh, Jesus always waded into the mess with compassion. So the point of today is, as you get ready to go into your day today, is go back and remember you have a compassionate companion going with you today that, no, he doesn't condone your sin. He doesn't condone continued bad behavior. He doesn't give you grace so that you can continue to sin. But what he does do is he looks at you with compassion in his eyes all the time. He understands your challenges. He is not fearful of your past. He is not um, recoiled by the the things that you've done. Rather, Jesus looks into you and understands you. And with compassion, he wants to most certainly heal you, help you, move you back onto the track that he had planned for you before you were you. And so my my point is this today. Um, Jesus always looks at us with compassion in his heart and in his eyes. Let's not take advantage of it. Let's embrace it and let's be so grateful for it that in spite of us, Jesus continues to love us. One of my favorite passages of scripture comes from Romans. And the Message Bible paraphrases this way, that he died for you when you were of no use to him whatsoever. That is a compassionate father. That's a compassionate savior. And so today as you're embarking on and your reading from Psalm today comes from Psalm 9, verses 1 through 12. To you. I will have praise you, Lord, with all my heart. Bye. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. My enemies retreated. They staggered and died when you appeared. For you have judged in my favor. From your throne you have judged with fairness. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You have erased their names forever. The enemy is finished in endless ruins. The city you uprooted are now forgotten. But the Lord reigns forever, executing judgment from his throne. He will judge the world with justice and rule the nations with fairness. The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search you. Sing praises to the Lord who reigns in Jerusalem. Tell the world about his unforgettable deeds. For he who avenges murder cares for the helpless. He who does not ignore the cries of those who suffer. And a reading from Proverbs is Proverbs 19, verses 1 through 3. Better to be poor and honest than to be dishonest and a fool. Enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistakes. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world 
simply finds unbelievable.
lost in this place At peace on my way Your smile as I roam Sings joy to my soul Oh my running your redemption retraced At your cross held my exhausted embrace Now I wander in your glorious place Lost in grace Lost in Don't want to escape Enchanted amazed Wherever I go No need for control Oh my running Your redemption retraced At your Held my exhausted embrace Now I wander in your glorious maze Lost in grace Lost in grace As we bring this Monday edition of Transformation Radio to a close, just want to take a moment and pray for those guys that are coming into the ministry today for their families, uh, safety for travel, and uh, for everyone that is working today for with orientation. Uh, Mondays can be a busy day in the life of our ministry, and we just pray uh, 
Let's pray for some solace and some peace today and uh, that they would just rely on the strength of Jesus to bring them through all this. So if you would pray with me. Father God, thank you for your son Jesus and in him we have life and uh, not through our own strength because we are weak. We are just, uh, we are flesh, Lord. And uh, you, you are God and you are mighty. And as we've heard today uh, about you being our king and about you being uh, the one who loves us and takes care of us and, and supplies for us. Even when we stumble, when we feel lost, Lord, that we are redeemed. You have bought us with a price. We're not something to be thrown away or trifle. We are precious, precious in your sight. And God, that is amazing when you think about it. You just let it sink in to our little minds sometimes. So I thank you for all that you've given us. I pray for the guys that are coming into the ministry today, Lord. Uh, you would give them clarity. Let their um, if there's any problems, God, you work them out. And uh, with uh, Becca and Doug, and Mike, Phil, Tom, uh, Greg, and uh, Ben, all those guys that are there, and uh, all the coordinators today, Lord, as they uh, bring this together, that it would be successful. And uh, by that, we just mean, God, that you would just be glorified, and that your son of your name, Jesus, would be glorified today, God. Uh, give us strength today, give us peace, and give us wisdom. And all that we say and do may be glorifying to you and your Son. In the name of him we pray, amen. All right, uh, Redeemed is up, finishing up, us off on this Monday edition of Transformation Radio. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.
Redeemed. 